This is a HeadGum Podcast. Lost. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Angelus, if you want to come and see me live, which you absolutely should because I'm the best living performer on earth, come and see me as a part of Netflix is a joke festival on April 30th here in Los Angeles. And, you know, this is coming out on this Thursday, and I'm going to be doing Senior Superlatives live in Austin, Texas as a part of Moon Tower Comedy Festival tomorrow, Friday. So if you're in Austin and you're listening to this on a Thursday and you want to see me tomorrow, you can come and see me, and I'm going to post about it on my Instagram at Gertie Bird. Okay, that's what I wanted to say, and you're about to listen to an amazing episode of my show. I miss the way the night comes with friends who always make it feel good. <laughs> this basement has a cold glow, though it's better than a bunch of others. <laughs> so go and dance yourself clean. Ooh. Go and dance yourself clean. Yeah. You're blowing Marxism to pieces, baby. The arguments, the peace. Uh, that's my interpretation that of Dance really, Yourself Clean by really LCD good. Sound System. Thank you so much. We're in the year 2013 today. This is the second time we've been here on Senior Superlatives. And let's just take a little trip, according to GlamourMagazine.com. The pop culture moments of 2013 to just get us warmed up and versed in the world that we will be in. This is going to be scary for me. Well, get ready. Buckle up. Okay. Modern Family was the (laughs) king of TV. Yes, everyone's laughing, but it's true. Burning Love, the Bachelor skewering web series with... Amazing guests range from Colin Hanks to Adam Scott with my king, what's-his-face Moreno, Moreno, Moreno. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, mm. Ken Moreno. So fun. That's Tebby, my gorgeous, stunning angel. Tebby, maybe you should be coming on the show. We don't know. Um, okay, sorry. Back to what's happening in 2013. Nick and Jess kiss on New Girl, something I've never seen. Uh, Carrie Russell is in The Americans, which we love. 30 Rock finale. We've spoken about it before. JT returns. Francis Ha comes out. Oh, my God. That was so monumental huge, for a lot of us. Huge, yeah, huge, huge, huge. Uh, oh, we find out that Gone Girl and Dark Places are being adapted <gasps> for Hollywood. Gillian Flynn's novels. Oh, my God. Tegan and Sarah's heartthrob comes out. I love that Glamour is, like, really, you know, talking about Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> Parks and Rec Wedding. Let's talk about Adam Scott one more time. Marries your girl Amy Poehler, a.k.a. Leslie. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield are dating. Wow, Lindsay Lohan's on David Letterman's show. 
God, you know, all of this stuff is happening. I'm trying to see if there's anything else good going on worth noting in 2013. Sundance Channel returns. <gasps> American Horror Story <laughs> comes back. Inside Amy Schumer, huge. The Office finale, huge. A movie I've never heard of, Afternoon Delight. Do we know this movie? That movie apparently comes out according to Glamour. And finally, Olivia Wilde <laughs> gives her words of wisdom for heading into her 30s. Wow. <laughs> that is 2013. And where do we find ourselves in 2013? Why we find ourselves in Palo Alto, California. Mm -hmm. And we are Dana Donnelly. We are Dana Donnelly. Dana, thank you so much for coming on my show. You know, I like to do a solid five minutes up top of factoids no one cares about. No, I mean, I cared. That was really informative. Do you remember any of those things happening? When I remember you were... seeing Frances Ha. I remember, like, really liking it. I think I was, like, really into Greta Gerwig at the time. Mm -hmm. Still am. My rival think... Greta. Oh, oh my God. Yes, the other Greta. I'm kidding. No, I love that Greta. Actually, all Greta's in Hollywood I love. Yeah, which Greta Lee. Greta Lee. A great one. Greta Gerwig. Garbo. Greta Garbo. <laughs> um, me. Yeah. Um, I can't think of another. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, she's a star. She's a star. She's the biggest Greta of them all. She really is. And then, oh, there is one Greta. She's like, she's going to be class of like 2024 20, when you have her on. When I have her on, she's going <laughs> to, she, well, I think she graduates this year. Oh, right? she 22? I think so. What, okay. she's, she's like 18 now? Yeah, I guess she is 18. I just wonder if she took some time off of high school. That was No, my... you know Greta's not taking time off. Oh, you she's, think she's like doing Yes, she's figured out how to work at all learning. in the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Also, the, the, her school, she just let her graduate. You I know mean, what I, I mean? Agree. She's done the work. Like, what are you, she's done the work. Like, yeah. yeah like, what are you going to say to her? Like, no. I mean, you'd be surprised. High schools are very... Stringent. Yeah. Strict. Mm -hmm. There's a, they're a bureaucracy. They really they are. They take themselves very seriously. So, you know, I got to know. We love to just up top on the pod, just like... What was going on with you in high school? What was your high school like? What were you wearing? What were you listening to? What was the Dana vibe? Were you a good student? Were you into sports? Kind of paint the picture for us. Okay, so high school is pretty tough for me. I'm going to be real. Um, eighth grade brought in a lot of challenges mm -hmm. with, you know, my body and my mental health. Um, so going into ninth grade, I was already off to a very rocky start. Um, I spent a lot of my high school years, this is a little depressing, um, on a lot of different psychiatric medications. Mm -hmm. So that would definitely informed and tainted my experience a little. Um, I did cheerleading my freshman year, which was cut short because I okay, so basically I was a flyer. So I so I enter high school, I'm like ready to start anew. I'm like excited. Was your high school a big high school with like a football 2000 team? people? Oh, wow, okay. Football team, um, pretty like traditional, but like really academically rigorous. Uh, my my high school and my um and Palo Alto in general is known for having, like, teen suicides. Wow, so, I didn't know that. I know. Isn't that crazy? There was a whole Atlantic article about it called What's the Problem with Silicon Valley or something like that. Oh, my God. And so, like, during my high school time, I think five people killed themselves. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of a dark, vaguely dark, ominous atmosphere. It's very traumatic. Yeah, but there's also, like, a lot of, like, yeah, traditional stuff. So I really wanted to do cheerleading because mm -hmm. I had a gymnastics background. So I started doing cheer. I made, like, varsity cheer, and I was a flyer. So this is, like, top of ninth grade. Like, I'm one of – Tossed I'm, in the I'm sky. I'm a small little girl. Basket They're tosses. tossing me in the sky. Meanwhile, I'm on the psychiatric medication that is slowly making me gain so much weight. Mm -hmm. So I probably gained 50 pounds from the start of my freshman year to the end of my freshman year. Oh, my God. Just absolutely brutal. And I 
I was just I was also recovering from an eating disorder eating disorder simultaneously. So I wasn't like weighing myself and I actually like didn't know because I was like just trying to take my eating disorder recovery pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm gaining 50 pounds and the only because you see yourself every day and I was like actively trying not to think about it. I didn't even really notice like how much weight I had truly gained. And what was really funny about it was they kind of slowly started demoting me on the cheer team because they didn't know how to be like we can't throw her around anymore. Oh, like my and God. so they kind of just like started moving my position where they were like oh we actually don't need you to be a flyer anymore like maybe you could try being a back spot I'm also really short so I couldn't base like there was no way where I was gonna be like how tall are you five feet four eleven yeah um and so they just kind of started like moving me to where I didn't really have a position they were like maybe you could be a front spot that's like not even really a thing they kind of like started moving me around and I eventually like I was just like so depressed and like really in a medication hole and I kind of just like quit cheer I don't even remember formally quitting but I know that I just at some point wasn't on it anymore um Damn. And so that was like kind of my freshman year um and then I kind of really did like live in a cloud probably my freshman and sophomore year sophomore year halfway through I decided to take myself off all my, my medications which is when like things started to kind of shift and I started to kind of have like a real high school experience because mm-hmm. I was no longer like underwater yeah I'm um, sorry if this is really depressing not I at all to make it like that I, no, no, I, I <laughs> by the way like mm-hmm. I Every single person has had a tumultuous. I, I believe high school that. I totally time, believe that. I which just, is something that I personally love doing about this show, because like you think you had it one way. Like everyone has their own version of being bad and like having a hard time. Exactly. No, I think that's really true. It's it's hard. I mean, you know, our psychology. As like from children to preteens to teens, like we have so many things going on in our bodies and like especially as the transition from being like a girl, like being in a girl body to then being in your like prepubescent body to then being in your body during puberty and then after. It's like a whole fucking thing. It's really crazy. There's a lot going on. There's so much going on and it's so it's so confusing and crazy. Yeah. I also was like, I've always been someone who has so much like natural kind of like shame and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So like so many things that I think like other people maybe felt comfortable talking about I just didn't um and so I I just always felt like very yeah, like ashamed to be alive and like everything was like shameful for me um and so I kind of spent yeah like ninth and 10th grade in a medication hole I like started abusing some of my prescription medications like around 10th grade so I was taking like a lot of um my clonopin mm-hmm. and I was like taking it very recreationally mm-hmm. and so because of that I also like basically was roofing myself every day mm. so I actually don't even remember you're like blacked out I don't remember up until the point where I took myself off all my medication no idea. And so I I think I did shrooms at a party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to take off myself off my medication because no one else will. I basically came to the realization where I was like, oh, like I am like just like I've gained so much weight. I'm so unhappy. I have no idea what's going on anytime. I like literally don't know. And so I'm just going to take myself off my medication. I did. And I went through a really bad withdrawal for like a month, which made it so I actually had to do independent study, which was a really just a blessing in disguise where I got to like just completely remove myself from high school. I was doing all my classes like kind of at home Um, because of all the suicides. My high school was like weirdly accommodating because they were like, oh, we don't want another one. Right. You know? Um, And so they kind of like let me do everything on my own. And then I transferred my junior year to a community college where I did a year of high school at this community college. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So you were in high school freshman and sophomore year. It sounds like freshman year you were 
slightly normal. I was like doing of. everything I, I could but by to normal, fit in. I mean like I was more yeah. I was really trying. I was really trying to just like do the thing. I was trying to go to school every day. Like my attendance in middle school had obviously been very shoddy because I had been like hospitalized for an eating disorder and I had like missed three months of middle school. Yeah, and so I was trying to just like you know be a person and like go to school and like be a cheerleader. And I was trying like really really hard. And I think it was just I was just so depressed. Yeah, and also so. I was just being medically mismanaged, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then you wind up in community college yes. for your junior year of high school. Which was really, really great for me because it was like – it was like this way – to kind of develop my own identity outside of, like, these people that I had known since kindergarten. Right. And so there was, like, no – not as much, like, obligation to continue to, like, be friends with the same people, even though I ended up coming back to them. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, I needed to go off to come back to them. Yeah. So I was just, like, at community college. I had a lot of free time. I had, like, one really good friend who was also in, like, the community college program with me. And – like it was truly a year of like very solo growth and development where like I got to like form my own identity outside of kids who had known me since kindergarten. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So at community college, like you were just taking your high school classes? Yeah. Like I was just like in a a community college chemistry lab. Like I was just like in. And who was the teacher? Like a community college professor. I went, it's called Foothill College. It's in Los Altos, California. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Um, Yeah. I just like literally took like, I took like a bio through the community college. I took like PE through the community college. Like I just like took random classes. Spanish. After your community college time, did you then return I back? went back. So so it was kind of like, it was so transformative that I literally think, I'm like, I really think it was so healing for me in that time. And by the time that senior year rolled around, I was like, oh, I miss my friends. And like, I miss going to school in like a normal way. And I went back to school and I had a great senior year. And so it was just really, it was wild. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So when you were at the community college, were you like, taking classes with community college students yeah 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 I mean I was just like fully with like other like so you were what 16 I was 16 and everyone was probably like between like maybe like 18 and 25 that's so interesting it was really interesting it was also like it was just a cool opportunity to like Again, like, what was the schedule? (laughs) There was like, it was really free for all. So I think it was like, I also just got my license. I just got on car. So like, I was really on my own. I had so much freedom for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like totally in charge, seemingly in charge of my own life. And it was kind of like, I think, you know, a lot of my classes started maybe like at noon. I'm pretty sure I'd go in like maybe... I think I would block it. So I only went into school three days a week. Yeah. Um, And I'm pretty sure I just went in from like 12 to 4, like three days a week. It was like honestly Did you have really a job? chill. Um, I had a job. I worked at Gap for a little bit. Love. Um, I worked at Gap on and off. But then like they always do the thing where they like don't let you to like go to Thanksgiving with your family. And I it's, know. Like, I'm 16. Like, I'm like my mom's going to make me quit. Like, I know. I'm, like, I'm like okay well my mom said I have to quit then. Yeah. Like, so. That's yeah. so funny. You were working um, at Gap going to community college. I was working college. at Gap going to community college. Um, And it was like it was. It was a vibe for sure. It was really interesting. Had you stopped doing gymnastics and cheer and all that I stuff? had stopped doing gymnastics and cheer. And then my senior year, I actually started doing gymnastics again. And I was captain of the gymnastics team. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
so cool. So you like had this time to like heal yourself of all of this shit. Yeah, I literally like just needed a year. It turns out I just needed a year of sabbatical from co- from high school. I needed a gap year. We all need a gap mm-hmm. year. From I think high a lot school. of people probably could really benefit from it. Just like halfway. And then when you went back to high school, mm-hmm. you said it was like one of the best years. Of it your was life. like literally so fun. I think it was just like in that time alone, I like figured out like who I was, what I was about, at least at that point in time. And I was able to like be confident. I also just wasn't like hot ever, like in high school. Like people just like really did not think I was cute. And I like wasn't. I was like super weird looking. I like dressed what super do you weird. Mean? No, no, no. Like if <laughs> I just like I just was weird. Like I don't what know. What were you wearing? Um, okay, so because I had like so many like body things and I was like, oh, I can't. Like, I couldn't wear the things that, like, other people were wearing and, like, look good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, everyone in high school has, like, ultra skinny bod and they, like, all can wear, like, I don't know, like, the littlest, littlest things yeah, yeah, in the yeah. world or whatever. Um, I started, like, getting hardcore into, um, like, just, like, wearing the ugliest shit you can possibly imagine from, like, Goodwill. <laughs> like, I'd go to Goodwill and I'd, like, literally pick out, like, the ugliest fucking sweaters. Like, I remember I had all of these, like, um like tartan plaid print yeah. like giant cardigans with like those like really old buttons I, I would guess they're from the 80s they're probably all from the 80s <laughs> and I would wear like just like giant ugly ass cardigans over leggings with Birkenstocks every single day like, I mean that sounds cute it sounds cute but and I think it probably was cute like I think if I were to see my high school self now I'd be like oh she's adorable yeah but like I don't think other people saw it that way like I wasn't dressing for the high school boy gaze right sure and so I think because of that but I almost think that like gave me like a layer of like insulation or protection where it's like you don't not like me. I'm making it so you can't like me. Right. And so like that was a well, big. Well, that's probably the psychology behind it. Exactly. I think that was 100% the psychology behind it. So you were just wearing, did you dress that way at community college as well? Um, I think at community college I was still figuring out my style. Like I think I was probably still kind of like trying to like dress like other people. Um, but I think by the time I went back, it was probably like halfway through community college that I was like, oh, this is how I want to be dressing. Did you have like a celebrity um, style influence when you were in high school? Not at all. Yeah. I think I just like, I mean, Ugly Betty. I really, truly, like <laughs> I, even now, I'm like, I, 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 I've always felt like, so the only two celebrities I've ever thought I looked like or people have ever told me I looked like were America Ferrer and Selena Gomez. Like those are the okay, only two celebrity look I've ever had. And I think I did really draw on a lot of like Ugly Betty core America Ferrera, mm-hmm. like almost that ironic. Yeah, uh, I'm Ugly Betty, and yeah. I would like be. Like, I would refer to myself as like I'm like, oh, I'm just like Ugly Betty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I was watching Ugly I mean, Betty recently, and she's so cute. She's, no, Betty that is show was so cute. cute. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there were worse influences. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be like. I'm like Karen O was probably like a huge Who, who's Karen O? Karen O is the lead singer of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Oh uh, okay. And she was like a huge influence for me. And if I, I showed that. you, I mean honestly, if I pulled up a picture, I'll pull yeah, up a pull picture of picture. Karen O and show it. you. And then you'll be like, oh. <laughs> so when you were in, you know, I'm still like obsessed with this community college notion of your yeah. you're there. Did you have like community college guys wanting to go out with you so that's kind of the thing so like yes but like creepy ones and i think it's like even i knew that they were creepy karen oh okay got it yeah i see that i see that i get it very this 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, outfits, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, real. like oh, a little bit Florence and the Machine. Yeah, like mm-hmm. just just crazy kind of like I go to art school and I wear like things like that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you like man repeller, yeah. nasty gal. And nah. I mean, a little. I would say a little bit more like edgy yes. and like punky. Punk, yeah. Oh. I didn't even realize that was um, a display. I That's really a display? thought it was a painting. Picture? <laughs> yeah, not a painting, obviously. But... Um, no, I, I think she's like a little more like edgy and punky okay, yeah. than like. Totally. Like Man Repeller, I think, wishes she could have been as cool as Karen Okay, damn. Now. Okay, I love that. Well, we, we all do. No, 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 totally. Because that's coming from like singular style like that comes from such a place of authenticity that I don't think is being informed by luxury fashion houses and luxury goods. Whereas I think a lot of Man Repeller's style was rooted in these gorgeous designers and gorgeous, beautiful you know, like it's reverse reverse engineering and aesthetic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, Community college boys, did they ask you out? Was it creepy? Was um, so, it so okay? So I during community college, like, I like there were like guys who would like kind of try to like flirt with me, and I really was so closed off. Like I really truly was like not not that I wasn't interested because I think I like subconsciously was, but I was so afraid. Like I was so afraid of like guys, and I was like just not. I don't know. I think I just had too much going on mentally to like even be open to advances. Yeah. I think that's really what it was. And then there was like a couple of guys who were within the high school community college program that I like kind of had like vague flirtations with. But I still was just like so – again, I think I just had other things that I was more into at the time. Like I was really into like – I would like write weird plays and I was just like – I'd go home and like I'd watch all my movies. And I just wanted – I think I also just like – I wanted male validation in the form of like friendship Mm -hmm. and – um, I wanted like other guys to like think I was like smart and funny yeah. and I actually wasn't even like I was so far I literally thought I was so ugly and hideous that the idea of being validated in any sort of like romantic or like physical way was so beyond what I could comprehend right wow it's so interesting how like <laughs> the versions of our self when we're younger and then we get older and we get wiser and we wish we could like go back to that younger person and be like, you have no idea. Yeah. But it's hard because your reality is so subjective to the it's experience so subjective. that you're going through. I mean, like, truly, I, I also just am really amazed at how, like, like, the way that, like, certain people's perceptions of me, like, I really allowed to inform my perceptions of myself. Of course. Like, just, like, a guy being, like, you're fat. And, like, how much that, like, really was, like, I was, like, I guess I'm fat. Like, that's my whole reality now. <laughs> Did know? you, would people say that to you? Oh, yeah. People were cruel. I mean, I got I got like re- I got pretty big. Like I went from I mean, I literally gained 50 pounds in a year. So like, yeah, like I was like I was like, I think technically obese. Like, I mean, not that it matters and all, all of that's fake. But like, yeah, I was like pretty big and people were pretty fuck. People were really cruel. Like it's it's actually like crazy to think about because I'm like, oh, wow. People no, are bullying nasty. is no joke. Like, yeah. I went through a lot of that too in high school and it's like, it really fucks you up. Yeah. And it fucks you up long term. It's, it's like, it's something that's really hard to heal from, I think. Yeah. I mean, this guy like told me that I like looked like a baseball one time. He was like, you're shaped like a baseball. Oh my God. Yeah. 
He called me like Asian fuck, baseball or something. Fuck this guy. He recently guy. like strangled a police dog, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> He's like not doing very well. He what? He like strangled a police dog or something. The person who said that, so it's okay. So he's a full on psycho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a total psycho. Like again, it's like it's like all these things reveal themselves later. Where you're like, oh, you were really tortured. I like, know. You were really going through something. But, no, like, I thought he was just like trying to be funny. Like I felt like. Do you know what? I, like it's like the kind of thing where it's also you don't. Especially if you're not someone who's, like, really full of, like, malintent. You don't assume anyone's, like, just trying to hurt your feelings. You assume right. someone's saying something that they mean it. Yeah. Like. I know. You don't think. Especially not like, when you're that age. Yeah. You're not also thinking, like, hmm, like, I wonder what's going on in their home. Like, <laughs> I wonder the what's complexities going on in their like, situation. Yeah, like, in their right. private life. Like, <laughs> exactly. all this stuff. Right. But I do know that feeling, like, of being a teenager and so desperately wanting the attention and and admiration and love of like boys yeah. or people generally. I mean, it's just also something you're told that you should want. Yeah. Which I also think is really funny because I'm like, would I have even wanted it if I didn't like read all those books and well, it watch was so all those fed movies. to us. I was gonna exactly. say through movies and books. I think right. it's becoming less I think so, so too. I think there way. are so many narratives that are just like less like the romantic relationship is centered a lot less in the story overall. But I don't know. Then we have but there's the still... movies like um to all the boys I loved before, which is like It's like I couldn't even tell you the name of her girl best friend. Me either. Yeah. It's because like, they don't center her enough. And it's also it really is just about it's that just about girl's pursuit of boys. boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I, it hasn't gotten any better. Right, exactly. Maybe it's like I so mean, same. Yeah, maybe it hasn't. And I, I think a lot of um, things that do seem to decenter romance actually center. Uh, I read two airplane books. I was just on a. I was just. I just did two flights, and I read one book on the way there and one book on the way back. Both were about women coming together over like their shared rapist. Mm. And I'm like, that's a new kind of genre where I'm like, yes, it decenters romance, but I'm like. It doesn't. But it still centers, doesn't pass the test. It's yeah. still centering the most evil kind of man. Sure, and that's like all airplane books. I realize, like Absolutely. that's the whole genre is like yes. women coming together to like. It's like, or it's like domestic abuse, yeah. or it's like someone's been killed by the husband right. or the ex right. or something yeah, of that exactly. sort. Exactly. So when you get yourself back into high school now, yeah, your senior year, yeah, you're now feeling your oats. I'm just like I'm ready. Are we still to wearing be baggy gingham? Are we still wearing, wearing baggy gingham sweatshirts? I'm wearing the same kind of stuff. But I'm like owning it. Okay. And I think it's like, it seems so deliberate. And I think I almost like tricked myself into thinking it was deliberate, where it's like, you know how like everyone has like clothes that they don't like to wear because mm-hmm. of the way that they make them feel or they make the mm-hmm. way their body look, da da da. I think I like tricked myself into like being like, I, I only want to wear this. Right. <clears throat> and so I only wanted to wear Birkenstocks and leggings and big sweaters. Um, but I think it honestly like worked for me. I, I felt confident yeah you know like it yeah. was a way for me to feel like confident in like my style also because it was like it was deliberate right and I think like being de- I think just choose like making choices really helped me for sure where it's like no I'm gonna be this kind of person and like and that's what happened yeah we spoke briefly before we started recording about music yes in high school yeah. and you were like it makes me cringe to think about but then I was like no 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 we all do that stuff did you listen to a lot of music in high school you're a music oriented person my because senior year LCD of high sound school. system I actually don't know IO was maybe the class of 2011 but I've had a few people come on the show where I'm like wow you had really good like music taste when you were in high school I think it's also like because um 
because we came around in the time of like Tumblr mm -hmm. and like the internet, it was so much easier to figure out what kind of things you should like to be cool. Right. Like it was so easy. Yeah, like, I didn't have that. You didn't have that. I literally was thinking that when you were like, oh, Dinosaur Junior Pavement. Blah. I'm like the fact that you knew that was how I knew that. Right. If that makes sense. Yes. Like, you guys did all that prep I'm work. ancient. <laughs> you did the two years of prep work and then I came in and like reaped all the benefits of it um no but I think it was just like tumblr and like that kind of uh tumblr you know the the ending of live journal Twitter, oh my god live journal um, pitchfork was huge yeah. my senior year of high school mm -hmm. so it was a really easy way to like just figure out what I should be thinking is cool yeah um yeah. And so I guess like music. So senior year, that's also how I made a lot of my friends was I had a car and like not very much supervision. Mm -hmm. And so I quickly became friends with other kids who didn't have that much supervision. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of like started going to a lot of concerts. Like I literally think there was probably times where we were going to like one or two concerts in San Francisco like a week. Yeah. Like we would just like go to concerts I was big in concert going yes. in D.C. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think I was like really in – I would say I was really into music. You know, like <laughs> – really into music no but, but like, like I was like and what, especially when you think about now yeah like how often are you going to a concert now you know what <laughs> I mean like yeah. that's when, what I always think about I'm like damn like my one friend out here goes to concerts all the time yeah and I'm so impressed by him yeah I'm like wow you remind me of being like 17 no it's really I mean again but I'm like when you look at a look around at concerts it's like the people there are young yeah I just remember also like when I was in early high school before my mom would let me go to concerts I just remember getting so mad at her because she was like if you want to go to concerts like you can go to concerts when you're an adult and I'm like I don't want to go to concerts as an adult the adults who go to yeah. concerts are creepy and are weird lame. I'm like that's that's loser behavior yeah. like, I don't want to go as an adult it's true. I'm like, you don't understand that I'm only gonna want to go right now and like, have you seen, I was so infuriated by it have you seen that TikTok of Toby Maguire at no. Billie Eilish's concert with no. his kid no but it's like really sweet because yeah. like, Toby Maguire is like sitting there like singing along that's with really cute. yeah it's that's it's cute, cute. That's Wait, I need to. We need to take a little break. Yeah, because advertisers need to pay me that money. Yes. Um, and then when we get back, I want to hear more. I want to hear a story or two. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back. Yes. I got to know, like, what do you have? Is there a memory or a story of this time in your life that is just like so high school to you? Like so high school? Like when you think back to this time, okay, you're, so like, you're like, oh, this this moment, this thing. Like I have one thing that sticks out of my head where I was like so, 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 so stoned. And actually I shouldn't even say the no, story. No, please say the story. It's really bad. No, I need to know. No, I was so high one yeah. time. I like smoked a bowl with this kid and then I got in my car and I drove, which you shouldn't do. Yeah, never, never You should drive never high. do that. 
And I started driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And this car was coming toward me. And it was in Rock Creek, Rock Creek Parkway, which yeah. in D.C. is this, like, beautiful parkway that's, like, in Rock Creek Park. Yeah. Um, and it's a windy road. And it's just – it's single lane on either side, that's the part that I was in. And I was – and I drove a Mini Cooper at the time. Like, a so tiny cute. little car. And I was driving down the road, and I remember, like, seeing this car coming toward me being, like – I was, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this car doing? Whatever. And then they start honking like crazy at me, and then I realized I was on the wrong side of the road, and I immediately, like, swerve, and I pull over. Thank God nothing happened, but then I peed. Like your pants? Yeah. Wow. Because I got I through to the seat? Pull- yeah. So I like pulled over and it was so like my whole body. You know when you have that those moments where you're like, holy fuck, I almost died. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, whole yeah. body was so like it immediately sobered me up. Yeah, like, I'm sure. Was, I like all of the cortisol or whatever oh, or adrenaline that like God. kicked in, like immediately made me sober up. And then I peed. And then I was just like and you know what's crazy? My sister and I both have a history of peeing in our parents' car. I That's peed so that time. Funny. My sister one time peed in my mom's car driving because she just couldn't hold it. <laughs> oh, that's I mean. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Okay. That what made me think of a story. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. So mine is I was at this kid. There, you know, you know how there's like those kids who their parents are always out of town. Yes, of course. Everyone yeah, has like to everyone have one. So Or um, you have the kid whose parents are always you. home. Oh, oh my god, I know. And, and, and they don't just care. like let you go to yeah, the Yeah, they just let you. Oh, and yeah. they like and they like give you beer and yeah. stuff. There was like or they'll take your they'll be like, we'll take your keys, like as long as you stay here. And then it's like they go to bed and then you get your keys out of the bowl and you leave Did anyway. Did you remember those like, weird parents where they'd like try to drink with you and they'd like play beer pong? Like there was those parents who like play beer pong. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't have any of those, but I knew some of those existed. There was like a couple yeah, parents at our school where I'm like, oh, you were too into Like that. too close. You were way too close. You should not have been there. Um, I Again, I will... I, like, I will look the other way if my children want to disobey me, but I will never be like, it's okay. I will never say it's okay. No, 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 no. Like, mm-hmm. like you can sneak around like I did. My mom, when I was got to college and, like, right before I was 21, but when I was, like, 19, mm-hmm. 20, my mom would let if, – if I if I had procured, like, alcohol and yeah. had friends to my house when I was visiting from college, yeah. my mom would be like, okay, fine, you can drink right. here. Yeah. But, like, in high school, like, no. Yeah. No. In high school, like, my parents were, like, not cool, but my, they were – my mom was so cool to my sister. My mom was way too cool to my sister because well, she was younger. Yeah, you're the older I, one. I, I guinea-pigged it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so my high school story is I was at one of these kids whose parents were always out of town. Mm-hmm. He was having a party. Um, I was there. It was really late, and I think I had planned to just sleep over because a lot of times, like, you'd, like, whatever, you just sleep over there. And but there was this like guy who like wouldn't stop like trying to molest me in my sleep, basically, like so high school. Right. Um. So I like get up like I'm like literally so fucking drunk, so drunk. And I like should not have driven. But he like literally would not leave me alone. So I was like, OK, I have to leave. Yeah. I like I was like, I have no choice. I have to leave. Yeah. To stay leave. here and be stay here and be like molested and grow. Yeah. For the rest of the night or like I got I leave. So I um find one of my shoes. Couldn't even find the other one. I like 
run out of the house basically i get in my car everything in uh palo alto is really close like no one lives more than like a mile and a half from each other Mm -hmm. so i get i'm like it's fine it's just a couple blocks i'm super super drunk i managed to like drive my prius home like a mile and a half horrible horrible decision it's like 4 a.m. and my mom is out of town and my dad is the only one home and my dad get like my dad's dead but he always he was a very early riser mm-hmm. um just like always was like up really early he'd like go biking so it's like 4 a.m and i'm like okay hopefully he's like still asleep it's like pretty early maybe 4 35 it's, it's like a little getting a little later and my plan is that i had a pair of running shoes in my car so i was gonna be like oh i went for an early morning run because this whole time i'm supposed to be like be in bed right right because i had snuck out to go to this party sure um and luckily, I drove a Prius. So no one ever heard me back out. Right. Um, quiet car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I put on running shoes. And my plan is to like go into the house and like hopefully he's just asleep and he doesn't see me. But if he did see me, I was gonna be like, I want for an early morning run, which is also something that you like. Yeah. Right. I like obviously don't do it. He is awake. He's sitting in the kitchen. I'm like, I went for a run. He literally just like looks at me and he's like, All right. Like I'm like I just like go like, like do you know what I mean? But I understand was, like, that, that when you're like, that when you're like a parent, yeah. your kid does that. You're you're almost just like <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you. Right? Like exactly, it's just like because like you're not gonna tell me the truth. Right? Exactly. Right? It doesn't matter. It like that's what you're here now. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever ended up happening with the kid that was molesting you? Um, I mean, I don't know. He's. Just, he's out there. He's, roaming he's the out there roaming mm-hmm. the streets. There. Yeah. He was your year. Yeah. God, yeah. boys are so gross. They are. They are. Did you have a boyfriend in high school? No. You were just Mm-mm. single. I mean, truly, I really thought I was truly so undesirable. Yeah. Um, Self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah, I just had no self-esteem. Yeah. Even though, you know, I was kind of molested left and right. <laughs> I, it, 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 always, it always ends up being that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people mistook me having high self esteem for being like promis like because I was like more promiscuous. Yeah, I was like serial monogamous in high school. I love that. Yeah, but I don't know. I also I think the thing is, even if you are like the confident high school kid, you are still screaming and dying inside. I mean, that's the thing is, like, no high schooler is, like, confident. You just haven't lived long enough to be confident. Like, everyone's, like, insecure a little. Yeah, and if you are confident, chances are you're insane. Well, okay, so my sister is the one person that I'm, like, no, you've been confident your whole life genuinely, and she's crazy, and, like, ultimately, I mean, like, I love her. She's so creative and cool, but she just, like, dropped out of high school. Like, it's, like, either, like, you care enough. Yeah. Either you care enough or you're confident and, like, I think it's like you shouldn't be con- you shouldn't be that confident that early. Like you still need to care about other people's perceptions of you. I or think, you bit. need to like, I don't know. I guess this is an interesting I think idea or conversation. I don't know. It's because it's not necessarily about like caring what people think of you as much as much as it's like you want to have humility at a young age. Yeah. And I think sometimes when I see like really confident confident teens (laughs) i'm kind of just like you're in for a rude awakening yeah the world needs to kick you down a little that's the thing i'm like i was humbled every day between ages like 10 and 23 or something probably like just every single day something would happen that would remind me like either you're ugly you're stupid like 
something. Well, I don't <laughs> think that we need the ugly and stupid, I mean, the feeding I mean, the false lies. <laughs> but I do think that there is something like, you know, there is a, a grounding effect of when you go through a really tough time. I think that it doesn't necessarily knock your confidence. It just makes you slightly more aware of like the human experience. But also it builds self-awareness. Yeah. It like, it is like a mix of like, okay, this is how you're seeing me. Uh, what, how, what does this mean for how I should see myself and conduct myself? Right. Time? Were you a good student? Okay, I was a really good student up until all my, like, mental health problems started. But I also think I was a good student up until school got hard. So I think, like, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, You know how, sure. like, there's that moment that comes where you're, like, you can't fake your way through math anymore? Yeah. Like, you're just, like, sitting in Algebra 2 and you're, like, oh, I just, like, didn't do the homework. And so I literally don't know how to do this problem anymore. Sure. But, like, until that point, you mm-hmm. can kind of, like, fake your way through. Mm-hmm. So I was a good student until I wasn't. And then and then I was, I really, I'm really good at, like, getting Bs. Like, yeah, that's I was, great. I was really good at, like, Showing even like to me, that's a good student. Thank you. Deeply medicated. I I also think. I mean, my boyfriend and I have this theory that like, uh, actually smart people get like bees because you know that it's like you shouldn't be working that hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like you you're a little more aware that like it's like you don't need to try that like hard, potentially same. getting like A pluses or just like overcompensating right for or something. like or you're too um. You're too good at following directions. Right. And you have no resistance to authority. Or like <laughs> or you have no like curiosity outside yeah, of like what all people are, are prescribing all you are to you. School. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Is that a knock on the door that I hear? Why, yes, it is. You're now in the high school guidance counselor's oh office. And that's me, your high school guidance counselor. May I interest you in um some apple juice or pretzels if you have low blood sugar? I'm sure. Please oh. help yourself. You're welcome. You're welcome to a pretzel. Chew it into the mic. It's an ASMR moment. (laughs) So in this segment, um, we kind of like to rewrite the history, the trauma from your past. Mm -hmm. And it can be anything you want. We yield this time to either say fuck you to someone, to apologize for something, to just rid yourself of any high school trauma. And then the amazing thing about this work is one session you're cured. That's my guarantee is your high school guidance (laughs) counselor. One session you're cured. Okay. So my senior year of high school – um, this girl that I always kind of had a strained relationship with, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, she was like always friends with my friends, but we were never friends. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those. Classic. Mm-hmm. She came up and she slapped me in the face <gasps> at this party, but I couldn't do anything about it because her sister had like just died. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Why did she slap you in the face? She literally came up. She slapped me in the face. She said, I've always wanted to do that. (gasps) (laughs) What? And again, her sister had like just died. So it was like, what was I going to do? You know? Like. Well, see, then here is when (laughs) as adults we're like, okay, well, clearly she was going in so much pain. Clearly. I don't know why I was. I literally have no idea why I was the target. I will say, I think. That she, on hindsight, and I, God bless her, I, I'm sure she's grown out of it. I think it was literally racially motivated. She, like, tried to exclude the three Asian girls who tried to be friends with this group of friends. And she'd always say that we had different humor. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But I don't know. Teenagers I don't are know. crazy. I literally, and again, all she did was she came up, she hit me, she said, I've always wanted to do that. <gasps> and then just walked away? 
And then her like boyfriend was there and I was like, you, and I literally was just like, you need to watch your girl. <laughs> I like that you go up to him being like, you <laughs> like, need to watch your girl. I was standing there. Like it was like they both came up to me. He hit me in the face. He was like, I was like, she walked away. And I was like, you need to watch your girl. <laughs> Whoa. I am shocked that you didn't hit her back. I would have fucking popped off. Wow, that's crazy. In the face of confrontation, I really generally retreat. Like, I just, like, can't, I don't, I don't think I have the emotional energy for it. I think there's something about it that I'm, like, it exhausts me. Like, every time anyone tries to, like, start a fight with me, I'm, like, I just, like, can't. I don't, like, if you're trying to start a fight with me now, like, what are, what are we fighting about? Right. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, in high school, I was very confrontation averse I was not a confrontational person but like I definitely think in high school I would have had more of the chutzpah to like if someone came up to me and slapped me in the face would have probably slapped them in the face back yeah like that's fucking crazy yeah physical like teen fights are just I just also never thought I'd be in one like it wasn't like you know we went to a fight in high school like I do you think about this often I think about it like yeah, like, I mean, I think about it all the, every time I see her on Instagram. I was going to say, do you follow her on Instagram? I think so. <gasps> we need to I mean, I think we, I think we patched it up. Oh, you did? Maybe. I, like, I, you know how, like, it's like time heals all wounds? I, I guess. Lies. Lies. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm That's like, a lie. I don't know. I literally, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say I don't know. I'm pretty sure I follow her. Here's what I'll say to time he- heals yeah. all wounds. Yes. Time does not heal all wounds. <laughs> time makes you get used to dealing with your wound. Yeah, I think that's very true. And the wound is still gaping. Yeah. But you're now like, oh, that's just my gaping wound. <laughs> like, Don't, Don't mind it. her. It's been your She's rubber. just yeah. gaping for forever. <laughs> yeah. But she does not heal. Yeah. But now we're healing this wound of this, yeah. of this face slap. Yeah. God. I know. Well... You know what? I guess I'm healed. I guess you're healed. I told, I told, I told the guy that's I guess now you're not going to think about it anymore. Well, now on. as adults, we can say clearly this person was dealing right. with a lot and was going through a lot of pain. And, you know, if it was a racially motivated attack. <laughs> which, again, I think that maybe I was I'm but also there. Like, I don't know. Again, you know, we have to think about well, what was going on in the home. Sure. Obviously. Always. What was going on in the home. And I have no idea. Probably weird shit. I, I mean, obviously their family is going through a lot. So, and uh, I think also- I'm not excusing. Like, <laughs> I still like that is unacceptable behavior. It is unacceptable behavior. I do think even at the time though, I'm like I had a level of empathy. Sure. Where I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, I guess like you get you get one one free. <laughs> yeah, you get a freebie. I don't know why I have to be the one to take it, but I guess this is your. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It also sucks because, like, she had a joint birthday party with, like, one of my best friends. And they, like, uninvited me. And my friend thought, like, she couldn't say anything because her sister. Well, see, now that's the trauma. And that was trauma. And also that was my friend's fault. That was my best friend's fault. And I found out in a horrible way. How did you find out? So basically, um, she, like, so my friend kind of, her parents were divorced. So she spent a lot of her time in San Francisco. And one night there was a party in Palo Alto. And she left her phone there. And she was like, oh, can you go pick it up from the house that it was at? Because I was in Palo Alto. And can you – and because we were going to – I was going to go to the city later anyway. So she said, can you bring me my phone? I'm like, great. So I go. I go get her phone. 
I literally am just like literally not like looking at her phone. Immediately a text pops up that's like, so Dana's going to be out of town that weekend anyway, right? And I literally – and I already knew because she had, like, asked me, like, a couple days before, wait, what weekend are you, like, going to this whatever thing? I don't know. I was going on some trip. What weekend are you going to this thing? And I was like, oh, on this weekend. And so I guess they literally, like, chose the weekend that I was going to be gone. Like, that's how they planned the birthday party. Oh, my God. So that she wouldn't have to technically uninvite me. Was she, like, they planned it on a weekend I was going to be on. And I, like, confronted her about it. And she was like, I literally am so sorry. Like, I'm that so fucked up of me. Like, da 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 Okay, well, cute. But – that's fine. They saw the birthday party. I was still gone. You know, it's not like they had the birthday party at a different time. God. But apparently it wasn't fun anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so that's they're fine. Like, they were like, it really wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it was really weird. <laughs> it makes you feel better. <laughs> um, if you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? Um, I would say, like, just, like, you know, know that – like, you're not crazy and everyone else is crazy. Mm. I think, like, that's really what I would tell myself. Because I think I did so much, like, self-gaslighting to reflect the kind of, like, gaslighting that was being done to me externally. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, I really did go along. I just, like, operated from a place of, like, I'm crazy and everyone else knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually knew what I was doing and everyone else was crazy. Yeah. And so I'd be, like, trust trust your own Yeah, like, trust your, like you're, trust your gut. You're, like, writer than you think. Yeah. Writer. Writer. You're, like, more right. <laughs> you're, like, writer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you go to prom? I did go to prom, yeah. What did you wear? Um, I wore this white dress that I got at, um, you know, I actually think it was, like, for Love and Lemons before they even, like, had, like, a store. Mm -hmm. It was, like, I remember driving, I found, like, this one place in Venice that had the dress, and I remember driving, um, from my cousin's house, which was in, it's, like, in the valley. Mm Mm-hmm to venice california Mm -hmm. and i got this dress and it was like this white dress it was really cute i really did like love it it was just this long white dress it had like lace on top it was kind of like almost like a wedding dress vibes cute um yeah and i loved it and i had a i think i had an okay time at prom i think it was like i had a crush on someone and they didn't ask me and then i went with like one of those people's friends i don't know i think i had a good time though that's good i think yeah yeah. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> I got un- I got uninvited to my senior prom. Well, uninvited? Mm-hmm. Why? Drama. Drama. Like from the school or from like No, the not from the okay, school. Got it, got it, got it. No, 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 no. My my boyfriend at the time uninvited me. That's crazy. Why? Uh literal drama. Drama drama. That could that's for another time. Okay. All right. But well, yeah. Yeah, it was it was dramatic. I was supposed to go and then he said he didn't want me to go anymore. So then I didn't go. But I ended up going to a party with my best friend Kenzie instead. Was it and fun? It was fun. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I learned what a haircut was. Does anybody remember this? What's a haircut? People be like, we're giving everyone haircuts and you'd land sit on a chair and you tip your head back and they'd pour like orange juice and then vodka on top of it and they'd fill your mouth up and that was a haircut. Oh, cute. I've never heard of that. That sounds like something that Dr. Phil invented to make parents scared. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, kids are going to houses getting haircuts. No, like literally. It was so stupid. I don't know if that was like something that these boys made up that were like doing it. They were like, yeah, sit in my barber shop chair. You're getting a haircut. I've never heard of that. It's so stupid. I bet you it was something that? that was made no, up everyone, that night. Everyone's it was like, made up no. on the spot. It was made You're up like on this, the spot. You know, haircut. You know, a haircut. <laughs> the classic high school drinking thing. Never heard of it. <laughs> Did you have a senior superlative? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I liked this question. Okay, so I was nominated. Okay, we love a nomination. Okay, so first of all, so there was a first. You had to be nominated to even get on the ballot. Well, it's an honor to be sense. nominated. It's an honor to be nominated. Yes. Um, I was nominated for most unique. Ooh, and I really think I should have won. I really am. Based like, on what I've been when hearing, when I look back, I'm like. There's no way you bitches were uniquer than no. Me. Um, but who won actually was like I'm pretty sure a girl who like dressed just like me, but she was like white and skinny. Mm. So I'm like, okay, you guys literally picked like obviously the less unique one. But Absolutely. Okay. Wow. I don't think I'm better. I like was like, oh okay, I guess I'm not gonna be most unique in the yearbook. But I I worked on your book my senior year. And you like, didn't even get I didn't it. Got my I didn't even get the superlative. Wow, that's fucked up. I mean. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm over it. For I sure. I mean, like, that's I am good. Not about it. But yeah, I remember working on yearbook my senior year and being like, oh, like and having to like type out like the uh, seniors brought of. And then you were just like, like, oh, I didn't get one. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Did you like, like working in your book? Were you doing like layout stuff? Um, I was doing like layout. I was doing a lot of um the my main job, my main task was I was tasked with doing uh the senior like ad spread, like senior spreads that people would buy. So did you guys have that in your yearbook? I don't Where, know. Okay, so basically um, how our yearbook worked was your parents could buy you pages in the yearbook. Uh-huh. And it was expensive. It was like $1,000 a page. What? Yeah. And then there were like moms who would do like two, would buy two pages for their kids' friend group. They had that. <laughs> they had that where you could have like yeah. the collage pages of like yeah, you and so, all your friends. So basically, but you had to buy that real estate in the year. That is a Ponzi scheme. I was literally a thousand dollars a page. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm, I don't think I'm making that up. I literally think it was a thousand dollars a page. Am um, I doing something wrong in my career? I should I be like running <laughs> a yearbook? Yeah, you should. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe is that the yearbooks. Thing? What you had? You had. How many kids in your class? Like um, there was like five hundred kids in my class. Okay, class, yeah. so that pages, yeah. let alone a yearbook with two thousand kids. This is a fucking phone book. But we're my- charging a thousand. <laughs> we're charging a thousand bucks a page. That's, I don't even know what the money was. What's, what's two thousand no plus one thousand? Twenty thousand? It couldn't have gone to printer. Is that right? That's crazy. It was crazy. I don't know. I'm going into the yearbook industry. Most people bought like most people bought like a quarter page for two fifty. That was like the normal. Still, two fifty for a quarter. By the way, yearbooks aren't for public distribution. (laughs) Yearbooks are a private thing. Yeah, made in finite numbers. Yeah, so it's not like it's like (laughs) being distributed. Like you're not like getting publicity, right? I don't know. That is so um, crazy. But my main task was to coordinate with the parents and, like, figure out with them what they wanted their layout to look like hmm. and, like, what words they wanted and, like, how many pictures they could have. Were there, like, really opinionated parents Oh, my God. I literally this? remember. This is, like, so vivid to me. But I was talking to this one. This mom came in. She, like, needed to come in. She, like, couldn't talk to me on the phone. Um, she came in and she's like, she's like dictating to me what I need to be writing. And she goes, um, okay, so I wanted to say, um, blank name and blank name. She goes, uh, and I start to write and, and she goes, ampersand, ampersand, I want an ampersand. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, I like drew it, I crossed out the end, I like wrote an ampersand. I'm like, these people were crazy. Like, people get really involved. Ampersand. Ampersand. <laughs> ampersand. Imagine that's your, the last thing you say before you die. No, like, I mean. Ampersand. <laughs> like yelling at a high school student so working in an office. anxious about your kid's yearbook page that you're buying? But you're like screaming at an 18-year-old. That is so weird. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
What a journey. I know. It was a journey. I learned so much, you know? It was really uh, – I'm so grateful. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you you really had the roller coaster of high school. Yeah. I went I went up. You I went, went up. Down, you went down. Went and you up. went back up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite movie? In high school? Yeah. I mean, it's always been Clueless. I, like, literally yeah, just always, like, watch Clueless over and over. I think in high school, though, I started watching – I started, like, getting really into, like, like Joe Swanberg and, yeah. like, the Duplass brothers. A little mumblecore like, moment mumble for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All good alty girls did. I know. We all went there. It's a rite of passage. It is. You see Ghost World and you're, like, I'm seen for the first yeah. time. and then I watch, like, the puppy chair. Yeah. You had to. Yeah, I watched a lot of like South by Southwest shorts. Of course. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Wow, good. I see a lot of myself in you. Oh my God, thank you. That's really, yeah. that's really flattering. No, because I also was just like desperately seeking identity through like independent film <laughs> and like, but like, yeah. And like angst and music and boys and all outward needing of love. And yeah. so not taking a second to like internally reflect. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. on that note, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This was beautiful. And thank you. You're a great guidance counselor. Oh, thank you so much. Oh. Where can all of my little classmates, that's what I'm calling my listeners, where can all my little classmates find you? Um, okay, you can find me on Instagram at Hottestina. Mm-hmm. You can find me on TikTok at Hottestina. You can find me on Twitter at Dana Donnelly and at Bad Dana Dana Bad. We love that. Um, I think that's all on my platforms. Well, thank you, Dana. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you, when Greta. you were you you used to identify with ugly Betty and now you're hottest Dana? I know it. I, actually I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> See, but I'm like that does inform the way that my self perception has changed. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Comes full circle. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, what a beautiful Thursday, the day this episode <laughs> comes out. It has been and weak. And I hope if you're listening to this, you feel seen and heard by yet another stunning episode of my world-famous podcast, Senior Superlatives, which you must only give five stars to and positive reviews only. And as I say every week on the show, stay cool, never change. Until next time, ciao. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>